If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dribble, lets it fly. He throws it! FNTSY and Sports Grid Network present Ball in his hands Game on the line Friday, no Tipped up by Nash At the horn Hardwood takeaways It's Lillard He got the shot off What's up, guys, and welcome in. It's Hardwood Takeaways right here on Sports Grid. I'm your host today, Chris Welsh. You can find me on Twitter at IsItTheWelsh. Thank you so much for stopping by to get your fix of the NBA because, boy, oh, boy, we had a full slate some awesome stuff. It is December 12th, and we are breaking everything that happened in the day before. And like I said, full slate of games. So let's kick it right off with the Los Angeles Lakers, who won their 22nd game of the year going to Orlando. They're now 22-3, and 12-1 and on the road for the year. 
Orlando 11-13 as they drop this one. The Magic were led by Aaron Gordon, who had a double-double, 14 points, 14 rebounds with 4 assists. He was 5 for 11 from the field. Evan Fournier had 18 with 5 assists in 34 minutes. And Jonathan Isaac, 19 points, 8 rebounds with a couple blocks. Perfect from the free throw line. DJ Augustine was in the starting lineup. But you wouldn't have known it by his performance. 27 minutes. He was one for three. Had two points in the game. Off the bench, Mo Bamba, 13 points with a couple rebounds in 19 minutes. The team, though, 30% from three, 42% from the field. No chance against the Lakers. Actually surprising that it was as close as it was. But Orlando set the tone in the beginning of the game by scoring nine first quarter points. Yeah, they walked out of the first quarter uh, behind 26 to nine. LeBron James, well, he dropped a triple-double, 25 points, 11 rebounds with 10 assists. He was 11 for 24 from the field, was only 1 for 6 from the three-point line. Anthony Davis had a double-double, 16 with 12 rebounds, 6 assists, couple steals, couple blocks, 6 for 20 from the field. LeBron James and Anthony Davis, though, were a combined 17 for 44 in the game. Percentages were not great. KCP scored 15 in the starting lineup. Nobody did much off the bench, but it wasn't needed. You know, LeBron and uh, AD, they had it covered. They were only 42% from the field, 52% from the free throw line. It wasn't um, it wasn't the Lakers' cleanest game of the year, but it was their 22nd win. Uh, the Clippers and the Raptors, this is one of the big games of the night. Clippers won 112-92, to taking that home game away from Toronto. Clippers now 19-7, Toronto falling to 16-8. On Toronto's side, Pascal Siakam, 24 points with four rebounds and three assists, also had three blocks in the game. 9 for 20 from the field. Anobi, 13 and 7. Marcus Saul had 11 rebounds with 6 assists, but only 9 points. And Norman Powell, 22 points in the starting lineup because uh, Kyle Lowry didn't do much of anything. He was 1 for 8 from the field in 35 minutes. 6 points, 6 assists, 0 for 7 from the 3-point line. The team hit 8 threes of their 36 attempted. That's under 25%. 35% from the field. Poor percentages across the board. Toronto came out hot with 32 points in the first quarter, but then proceeded to score 14, 25, and 21 to finish out the game. And that's where the Clippers were able to just run away with it. Kawhi Leonard, he was back in the uh, back in the lineup, 23 points with five rebounds, six assists in 32 minutes. Paul George, only three for 14 from the field, two for 12 from three, but he had 13 points, five rebounds with a couple assists. Again, this is messy wins for LA teams. Pat Bev had 11 points in 19 minutes. Zubak played about 16 minutes, 7 points, 8 rebounds. The entire bench got into the action. Harrell had 10 points, and Lou Williams played 32 minutes, scoring 18.6 rebounds with 8 assists. Not great 3-point percentages, but again, you know, it, it was enough of the messy basketball for the Clippers to walk away with this one. Big high-flying stuff for the Houston Rockets, 116-110 to against the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's a uh, road team night because they traveled to Cleveland and they took that one. Rockets are now 16-8 and eight as the Cavs only have five wins on the season. That was their 19th loss of the year. Kevin Love hasn't got his trade yet, but he did uh, drop a double-double. 17 points, 11 rebounds, 8 for 14 from the field. Only put up one three-point attempt and he missed it. Colin Sexton had 18 points. Darius Garland had 11 in 22 minutes. Off the bench, Kevin Porter Jr., 24 points with three steals. He was 9 for 15 from the field. And Jordan Clarkson, 17 and 4 with four assists. Hit three threes in the game. I didn't even mention it. Kevin Porter Jr. hit six threes in this game. They had 10 of their 13 threes come from bench play for the Cavs. 
Uh, they hit 13 of 32. Over on the Rockets side, James Harden just dropped like a little old 55 spot. 55 on the Cavs. Uh, 55 points, 8 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. He was 20 for 34 from the field. Hit 10 threes in this game. 10 for 18. Good Lord, in 41 minutes. Russell Westbrook, 23 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 4 steals. That is 78 points scored by those two players. 78. I mean, they would have put up a fight against the Orlando Magic team. That is literally nine points less than the entire Orlando Magic team scored from Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Uh, Clay Capella had a double-double, 10 and 13 with three blocks in 38 minutes. P.J. Tucker made a couple threes in this one. Only four players played off the bench. Uh, McLemore played 33 minutes off the bench, but was only two for seven. 17 for 42 from the three-point line, and 11 of those threes came from Westbrook and Harden. You can imagine overall production was on the Rockets, and 116-110, they take that one. Uh, Pacers and Celtics, a lot of points scored in this one. This is a great East battle, and the Pacers were able to take it. Finally, we get a home. You know, I'm looking here. This is, I mean, maybe it's a tiny bit of a spoiler alert here. Four teams in the slate here. Four home teams actually won. It was road madness. I wasn't joking. Uh, the Pacers pick up their 16th win of the year, winning 122 to 117 against the Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics, all of their losses have come on the road this year. They're undefeated at home, yet they are seven and six on the road. Uh, Jason Tatum scored 16 points with six rebounds and three steals. Did I mention Kimba Walker? 44 points wasn't enough. 16 for 28 from the field, hit seven threes, also had seven assists in this game. Jalen Brown, 18, 8, and 8 in 34 minutes. Gordon Hayward scored only nine points in 25 minutes. And uh, that was about it as far as the uh, starting production, even across the board off the bench. They were under 40% from three, 50% overall from the field. They did they did everything they possibly could. But on the Pacers side, Demonis Sabonis just missed a triple-double, 15-14 with 8 assists. He was 5 for 11 from the field. Malcolm Brogdon scored 29 points with 8 assists, but more impressively was a perfect 15 for 15 from the free throw line. 15 of 15. Miles Turner scored 11. He's been just absolutely quiet. TJ Warren scored 14. And off the bench, both holidays combined to score 35 points in a combined 59 minutes off the bench. So it was all holiday work off the bench. They were 10 for 25 from the three-point line, 48% from the field. Pacers, 122. Boston Celtics, 117. Another road win. Yep. The Hornets, they beat the Nets 113 to 108. The Nets are now 13 and 11 on the year. The Hornets, 11 and 16. Over on the Nets side, still no Kyrie Irving. Nothing to speak of. Spencer Dinwiddie, in place, scored 24 points with six assists. He was eight for 16 from the field. Jared Allen, double-double, 21 and 10, seven for nine from the field in 26 minutes. The team shot 43% from the field, hit 10 threes in this one, but 66% from the free throw line. And that's not great when you shoot 33 of them, 33 free throw attempts. You made 22 of them. Charlotte, how do they get it done? Well, Devontae Graham with a career-high 40 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. He was 12 for 21 from the field, hit 7 threes in this one. He has been phenomenal. Terry Rozier, 13-7-4, but was only 5 for 15 from the field. Uh, Bridges scored 14. P.J. Washington scored 13. Those two combined had 5 threes between them. They hit 15 threes in this game, only shot 40% from the field, but... 
they had 32 free throw attempts and they made 26 of them. And that's going to get you 81%. So the Hornets are going to steal that one. Minnesota Timberwolves hosted the Utah Jazz and road win for the Jazz. 127-116, 14th win of the season for the Jazz. Only their fifth win on the road all season. And the Minnesota Timberwolves fall to what is probably probably near the very bottom of the league, 3-8 and eight on their home court. That is atrocious. For the Wolves, Carl Anthony Towns, 21 points with 11 rebounds. Andrew Wiggins scored 26 points. He had three steals. He was 11 for 23 from the field, hit three threes in this. Bob Covington, 14 points, seven rebounds, hit three threes as well. And off the bench, Jeff Teague was 11 for 16, hit perfect four for four from the three-point line, six for six from the free throw line for 32 points with six assists. They were 44% from the field, but it wasn't enough, obviously. Over on the Utah Jazz side, three players scored 20 or more points. Rudy Gobert, 20 with 16 rebounds and two blocks. He was 8 for 11 from the field. Donovan Mitchell dropped 30. He was 13 for 20. Great, great percentages. Five rebounds, six assists. And Joe Ingles, 23 points, five rebounds, five assists, nine for 14 from the field. Off the bench, Moutier scored 13. Jeff Green scored 10. They hit 16 threes in this and shot over 55% from the field. That will get it done every single time. Now, the Chicago Bulls were one of the four teams that got a home win, and it was big style. They scored 136 points against the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks scored in the teens in half of the quarters in this game. Second quarter, they scored 19 points, 15 points in the fourth quarter, where the Chicago Bulls dropped 70 points in the second half, 136-102 for their ninth win. The Atlanta Hawks only have six wins now on the year. Uh, Trey Young, 15 points, 13 assists, but was 4 for 14 from the field. Jabari Parker scored 11 with uh, 7 rebounds in the starting lineup. Off the bench, Alex Lynn dropped 17 points. Cam Reddish had 16 points with uh, 6 rebounds, but 34% from uh, the 3-point line, 42% from the field, while the Chicago Bulls ended up shooting 57% from the field. Didn't even put up a bunch of threes. They shot 24. They made 11 of them, but 54 for 94 total from the field. Zach Levine scored 35 points. He was 12 for 16 and perfect 7 for 7 from the three-point line. Wendell Carter Jr. had a double-double with 11 and 10 in uh, 23 minutes. And Laurie Markinen was 8 for 9 from the field, scoring 22 points. Off the bench, Dad Young had 15 points. Kobe White had 19 And like I said, 57% from the field is going to get it done. Big style win. Uh, You know, they scored 30 points. They scored 30 points in the fourth quarter. The Chicago Bulls could have not scored a single basket in the fourth quarter and still would have won by four points. That's That's how far gone this was. They could have not scored a single point in the fourth quarter and still won by four points. So that was a big win over the Hawks. Uh, my Phoenix Suns, they dropped the home game to the Grizzlies. Come on, not even one of the four of them. Uh, 115, the Grizzlies beat the Phoenix Suns, 108. The Suns now 11-13, and 13, the Grizzlies 8-16. and 16. And this one was posterized, if you will, by Ja Morant over Aaron Baines. I mean, Ja Morant only scored, uh, or only played 33 minutes. Just jump to them real quick. 13 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists, but a, a slam dunk from hell over Aaron Baines. Rest in peace now. Uh, that was a Sports Center top 10 
huge dunk of the year everyone is looking at. Dylan Brooks had 27 points in this one, 10 for 18 from the field. Jay Crowder scored 13, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. And uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., 24.6 rebounds, 4 assists, and 10 for 18 from the field. Brandon Clark also 15 and 7 off the bench in 22 minutes. They were 42 for 86 from the field, just good percentages across the board, getting it done against the Phoenix Suns. Over on the Sun side, Devin Booker only scored 15 points, but he did have 10 assists and 4 rebounds in 39 minutes. Kelly Oubre had a double-double, 14 and 13 with 4 blocks. He was 5 for 13 from the field. Ricky Rubio, 22 and 8. Those 8 would be assists. He was 7 for 15. And Frank Kaminsky, 24 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists in just a few games before DeAndre Ayton returned. So it actually will be very interesting to see because I, I I think the like common knowledge would have been like, well, Kaminsky will go back to the bench and Dario Saric is still there. But I wonder if the Phoenix Suns experiment by keeping Kaminsky in the starting lineup and sending Dario Saric to the bench, though the argue, I mean, because Aaron Baines has played outside of the dunk, you know, rest in peace to him now. You know, Aaron Baines has played at a really high level. I don't know if they would want Kaminsky as one of the um, one of the the bench shooters. It is possible, but it'll be interesting to see how that lineup goes and what Frank Kamin- what happens to Frank Kaminsky once Aiton comes back. But in this game, they were only nine for thirty four from three. That's why they're not going to get it done. Under forty percent from the field, they lose by seven, one hundred eight, one fifteen. The Bucks they uh, won at home one twenty seven to one twelve over the Pelicans. The Bucks are now twenty two and three, sharing that same record with the Los Angeles Lakers. The Pelicans dropped their nineteenth game of the year two and ten on the road. Brandon Ingram had a double double, twenty five points with ten rebounds. He was nine for twenty two from the field. Uh, JJ Redick scored thirty one. He was ten for sixteen. Drew Holiday twenty one six and six hit four threes in thirty eight minutes. Everybody else was quiet. Everybody else. Uh, the other two starters combined for two points in that one. And off the bench, Hayes, 12 points, five rebounds in 24 minutes. 16 threes they did make, 44% from the field. But the Bucks didn't even need Giannis Antetokounmpo. They didn't even need him in this one. Eric Bledsoe dropped 29. He was 10 for 13 from the field, hit five threes. Chris Middleton, 24, five and four, 11 for 22 from the field. Ilya Sova, was 8 for 10, scoring 18 points with 9 rebounds. George Hill off the bench scored 13. They hit 19 threes in this one and shot over 53%. So 22 and 3 makes a lot of sense. The Kings beat the Thunder at home. Uh, 94-93 in a uh, last second one. That one went down to the wire. Over on the Thunder side, low output across the board. As a matter of fact, Chris Paul scored the least points of any starter in 35 minutes. He did have 12 assists with 7 rebounds, but only 8 points. Steven Adams had a double-double, 12 points, 11 rebounds. Gallo, 14 and 8, but was 5 for 13 from the field. Dennis Schroeder off the bench scored 17 points. Uh, 34 for 79, just not enough field goal attempts. On the Kings side, Buddy Heal dropped 23. It was a pretty low output as far as the rest of the starters go. I believe uh, 32 combined points with all other starters besides Buddy Heald. Off the bench, Bogdanovich scored 17. And hey, look, Marvin Bagley back off the bench. 11.6 rebounds in 23 minutes. They hit 10 of their 31 threes. Low field goal percentage. I mean, both teams didn't play well. The Kings end up taking this one. They share the same record now of 11 and 13. And then your final game of the night. And it went into overtime. And Boy, do the teams have a combined 10 wins between them. 
the Knicks and the Warriors. The Knicks had actually really kind of walked away with this one for a while. They scored 19 points in the third, 25 in the fourth, while the uh, Golden State Warriors scored a second half, 62 points that got them into overtime. But I say all of this to say the New York Knicks beat the Warriors at home 124 to 122. For the Warriors, D'Angelo Russell was 12 for 27, hit six threes for 32 points and six uh, six assists. Draymond Green got old school, dropped a triple-double, 14 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists with four steals. He was 5 for 11 from the field. Glenn Robinson the third had 17 points. And off the bench, Burke scored 18, while Chris scored, uh, actually had a double-double, 12 and 10 rebounds. But they still only hit 10 threes in this game. They shot 37 of them, so poor uh, three-point Shooting 45 for 104 for 43% was them from the field. Over on the Knicks side, Marcus Morris with the game high 36 points was 10 for 18 from the field, 11 for 12 from the free throw line and hit five threes. He also had 10 rebounds in this one. RJ Baird had a double-double, 22 points, 10 rebounds. And Julius Randle, double-double, 24 points, 13 rebounds with five assists. Remember the last time three players on the same team had double-doubles. Tosh Gibson didn't score a point. Natalia Kina had a dreadful night. Uh, off the bench, Peyton had 14 points, and Portis had 15 points. They were 12 for 29 from the three-point line and 47% from the field. Knicks win in overtime for their fifth win of the year. They are now 5-20. and 20. These teams are a combined 10-41 and 41 on the year. A lot of points scored. Kind of feels like old school of what you would want, but um, just not what you would expect. And a full slate of games. That was a full slate of games here with some overtimes, some sports center top 10 dunks that we're going to be able to walk away from, and some guys returning from injury, some young guys returning from injury like Morant and Bagley. Guys, that is the breakdown for everything that went down on Wednesday. What do you got coming up here on Friday when Bogman is back with you, breaking down the Thursday slate? Well, later today, you've got the 76ers facing off against the Celtics. That one's going to be on TNT. Cavs and Spurs, Mavericks and Pistons. And then TNT is going to cap you off with their double de- double header, the Blazers and the Nuggets. So actually some really good, low slate games, but a couple really, really good ones for you guys to digest. So Bogman is going to be back with you tomorrow. I am Chris Welsh. You can find me on Twitter at Is It The Welsh. Thank you for tuning in right here on Hardwood Takeaways on the Sports Grid. I'll see you on the other side. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.